of last year, I had a paper that I was procrastinating on. It wasn't just regular procrastination, but like the serious, I would do anything, including cleaning the grout in my shower to avoid it kind of procrastination. My professor was expecting the paper on a specific date, a date I had proposed. A date that had come and gone by about a month. I went into full fear mode. I anticipated an email telling me that I was no longer eligible for my doctoral program, that I wasn't suited for it and would have to drop out. So I stopped checking my email, which is the obvious solution. If you don't check it, it doesn't exist. Every day for a week, I woke up in fear. I knew the shame and guilt would catch up with me if I looked at my email. When I finally admitted to myself that the paper was going to take longer than expected, I had to face my professor and admit to needing more time. I braced myself for opening my email inbox. Obviously, I had a few from my professor. Too scared to open them, instead, I sent an email with an effusive apology and asked for an extension. The email I got in response was, Kylie, I'm glad everything's okay. Please take the time you need to finish this and let me know if you need to talk about it. Basically, I had been a drama queen for a week over absolutely nothing. I kind of feel like it's that way with a lot of apologies. When you owe someone you care about an apology, it can feel like a huge task. Ironically, because this person cares about you, they're also likely to be the most ready to forgive. I had made this huge deal out of something that was, in reality, a very small thing. Had I just been prepared to own up to my error and apologize as soon as I realized I needed to, it would have been a lot better for my soul. I'm Kylie Unell, and I'm sorry, but this is How to Fix a Soul in 30 Days. I've reached week three of this experiment to fix my soul during the month of Elul, and it's time to do something different. The last two weeks, I focused on my relationship with God, but this season isn't just about forgiveness from God. It's about asking forgiveness from the people around us. And unfortunately, Torah and tradition teach that that's the one area where God can't help us. The 12th century philosopher and theologian Maimonides, also known as Rambam, teaches us that God won't forgive us for sins that we commit against each other. God won't fix the damage we've done in our relationships. We need to do it ourselves. If you want forgiveness, you have to do one of the hardest things. Apologize. Elul, the time of the year when we reflect on our actions, is a great time to get this done. Obviously, based on my terror over a missed deadline, apologizing to the people in my life is not a strong suit of mine. I'm pretty sure this is going to be the hardest week of this show for me, and so I needed to call in some help. I reached out to someone who has both taken Elul seriously and is good at being vulnerable publicly and privately. Raviv Ullman is an actor, 
musician, director, and most importantly, host of the weekly Torah podcast, The Study. Hopefully, he can help me feel better about the work I'm dreading. Here's our conversation. Hi, Raviv. Hey, Kylie. How you doing? I am so good. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm such a fan of this show, and you're just you've been killing it. And I'm a, I'm I'm enjoying listening, and so I'm just so honored to be in conversation with you here. Thank you. This is a full circle moment. I feel in some ways we have a lot in common. I feel like mm-hmm. I know you. I actually know your cousin. I have an Aaron Krantz friend. Oh my um, goodness! Who? Yeah, Binyamin Aaron Krantz. Oh my gosh! Wow! <laughs> he's, Hi, Binyamin. He's a really good friend of mine. Oh, amazing! Um, living in London right now. Yes. And I can remember, and I also, I lived in Israel for four years. I wasn't born there, but I lived there. Cool. And I can remember seventh grade, maybe eighth grade, I had an iPod video and I'd watch things on it. And I remember a friend coming to me and saying, did you know that Ricky Ullman's name is Raviv and that he's actually Jewish? He's <laughs> actually like, a Jew. He's actually a Jew. That was like our big <laughs> moment. So this is like, I didn't get Nick Jonas but I'm here with somebody else from Disney Channel. I am sorry. My my LL apology to you is I'm sorry I'm not Nick Jonas. Um, but I also am humbled by the mention of an iPod video because it really dates Phil of the Future to a time when uh, you needed something like that. Yeah, that might have actually been too early for the iPod video. It might have been. I kind of have a memory of buying like my first iPod around that. Yes. Um, And this week, I am apologizing to people. Theoretically. I don't know that I'll be able to. (laughs) I'm kind of nervous. It's really hard. And just the preparation for it alone, just the idea of it is something that I'm I'm just scared of. It's just something that it's vulnerability on a new level and I'm just nervous about it. And so Can I ask you like what what it is that the the actual fear that you're bumping up against? Do you know what that is? Yeah, I want to boil it down to pride, but that seems yeah. like it's too simplistic on some level, but I don't want to be taken advantage of. I don't want it to be something where I put myself out there for somebody and then they feel like they can take control and just say you know, I, I feel like I'm giving more to somebody than they might be giving to me and it might create a power imbalance or something where I could end up getting hurt. Yeah. And I've spent a lot of my my years figuring out the different ways that I can protect myself from getting hurt. And I don't know if there's anything better than going on a podcast and talking to God, which is what I did last week, which was just me. Like, I was crying. I think that made it into the podcast is me like crying on this podcast. So if there's anything that can break down those walls, I recommend it to anybody. Get yourself a podcast. Talk to God on it. (laughs) That is very brave because I don't know if I can recommend to everyone to get a podcast (laughs) because it is so much work, as I'm sure you now know. Uh, But absolutely, the vulnerability thing is quite helpful. The vulnerability piece is is huge. And I I think it's the key to, to living life that's that's happy and that's just lighter and where you're really in the moment. And part of what we're here to do during the month of Elul is be present and figure out how we can be more present in our relationships and to ourselves in the year to come. And apologizing feels like one of the biggest steps. And what I've done up until now has been me and God. And I'm really comfortable with that. I mean, the 
Pete Bodidu, the talking to God was was nerve-wracking in its own way, but I don't have God standing in front of me potentially judging me for what I'm saying, or I don't have any direct, like, immediate feedback. And so now I'm moving into this space of the interpersonal relationships, the people who are around me, who I encounter all the time. And that that brings up some fear. So I'm really happy that I'm good with God. <laughs> and now it's time to move into something else. And yeah. I'm I'm curious about what your experience has been just apologizing, <laughs> how you've come to to feel about that, if it's something that scares you, and whether it's something that you feel like you're fully comfortable with. I think you hit the nail on the head. It feels like there's a release of power in the narrative when you apologize that, you know, we're all stubborn people no matter, <laughs> there's a spectrum of stubbornness. But I think there's definitely something about once you apologize for something, you're admitting to yourself and to others that you did wrong. And that is a hit to the ego. Uh, I think that that, like you said, that presence though is really important. And this journey that I think you and I are both on of kind of trying to find a deeper meaning within spirituality and religion and practice uh, is about the release of that narrative that I know everything, that yeah. I am all-knowing or totally understand, right? Like the pursuit of this greater knowledge of this higher consciousness is about owning the fact that we know nothing yeah. or at least <laughs> a very small portion of what is actually true. And it feels like apologizing and being aware that you are only at the center of your own narrative is a big part of that process. Now, I can't pretend to be a great apologizer. Um, <laughs> I have plenty of people that I likely owe apologies to that I need to center around. If you um, want to, you can take a moment and just list the names. Of yeah, the names. I should. Maybe um, next week on okay. next week's episode. There we go. Cool. <laughs> but it's a big it's a big thing. And I, I just say that I, like, I really appreciate that once a year we have the opportunity to face that because it's an easy thing to put off. And I find myself every year like being grateful for the opportunity to take stock of the people in my life that I've affected because that's part of that journey, right? It's not just who did I wrong, but you're actually taking stock as a whole of the people in your life that you come in contact with and the effect that you have on them. Yeah. And some of that's going to be positive. And as you go through the list of people in your life and the people that surround you in your community, right? some of that's actually going to be really positive and the effects that they have on you and you have on them. And then you start to weed out and realize like, oh, you know, I maybe did this thing or I once said this thing um, that, that maybe wasn't so helpful to them. And that's an important part of this whole grounding practice that I feel like I'm on. So this is something that you've done in previous Elul months. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's every time we come up on Yom Kippur, it is something that I try to do. And sometimes it's honestly a meditation. Like, again, I'm far from perfect. So I have tried to reach out to folks before. I have reached out to folks before. Far from perfect. I'm definitely not making a long list of everyone who I may have hurt and calling every single person. So, you know, there's definitely more work to be done, but definitely in the past many years, it's been a part of this time of year just to take stock of where I'm at and what kind of effect I'm having on my friends and my community and my family and where I can do better. I love that. I think that I've spun it the other way as a means of avoiding 
the negative impact that I might have had on somebody or, or something that I might have done unwittingly and instead focused on the positives. And so I, I'll write a note to somebody who's had a, a positive impact on me, which is beautiful. And I'm, I'm really happy that I do that. But I think the other side of really leaning into Elul is seeing the not so pretty things that I've done and the things that I might have just not been thinking about. Maybe it wasn't even a not so pretty. Maybe I just wasn't thinking about it when I did it. But now I have the ability to go back and assess and reassess. And I think we have an, an added advantage because there's a popular saying during Elul, the king is in the field, that God is here mm-hmm. with us. And I feel like if that's true, and I, I believe that it is in part because I went out to a field <laughs> and I talked to God and it really felt like it, then I kind of have a little added force that's there to help me go through this. And that's a comforting thing, but still scary. So how do you apologize? What are the steps that you take to actually apologize? Like, help me learn how to apologize. Oh, Kylie, I don't know if I'm the right person for this. <laughs> I know you've brought me out of the podcast to do just that. Um, I Look, every single one, it's like the balance thing. Every single apology is going to be different. And I think that's okay because I think every instance where apology is a part of the equation is different. Right. So sometimes you actually need to be in a fight and somebody needs to be yelling at you that you didn't apologize and that they're hurt by that for you to realize that that's actually what is necessary in that moment. Right. And not that it should always come to that, but sometimes we need a little help to get to that point. And sometimes you realize that you've been distanced from somebody and you're not sure why. And it's a check in. And, and I think that's a part of that help along the way that we have to realize. We can't know everything. We can't be expected to always know every effect that we're having constantly. But if we are trying to be aware, if that's part of the practice, is opening oneself up to the possibility that we have done wrong, then each situation is going to be a little different. You know, there's definitely moments where I've sat for a long time with the fact that I may have hurt somebody. And it takes me two Elul's to get there, (laughs) right? And, you know, that's not best case scenario by far. I'm not proud of that. But I think it's okay to allow ourselves like that part of the journey. I don't know. What about you? What like what? Tell me what what have you thought about apologizing? I think that I have gone for the easiest ones. Mm. And I've gone for the ones that I've that I'm able to think about and just say, yeah, I own that I did that. Okay, cool. I can apologize for that. That's fine. And then the ones where there's something at stake where I could face kind of a negative reaction from somebody. I could face hearing that I messed up in some way and I don't want to be confronted with that. I think I've avoided them. And in some ways, the ones that I've come the most closest to that are the biggest are apologies to family. You know, I'm I'm a girl. I have a mom. Moms and daughters can oftentimes have contentious relationships, especially when they're more similar to each other. And my mom and I are very similar. And I think what you said about time is really beautiful because one of the things that I found is most important in apologizing is giving myself the time and space to come to a place where I can accept what it is that I've done and really feel comfortable with that vulnerability and not feel like I have to force it because it doesn't come off well when it's forced. (laughs) Then it can be a defensive thing. Like I'll still kind of figure out the ways that I can keep my defenses up when it's a forced thing as opposed to really sitting with it. I have an apology that I need to make 
now. And what I haven't done, I can art, I can feel it, is sit with it uh. and play back the scenario and see where it was that I did wrong and actually allow myself to be fallible. I think one of the themes of this podcast has been my struggles with perfectionism and wanting to just always be great. I don't want anybody to have problems with me. That's a horrible idea. That notion terrible. is terrible. It's terrible. Terrifying. It's, yeah, it's really to to say that I'm human. I want to be, I'll talk to God because well, he's forgiving. It's fine. <laughs> not going to tell me anything, but to acknowledge humanity. Isn't that part of the process though? Like it's, in, it's acknowledging your own humanity yeah. and that it doesn't make sense to me. Something that I appreciate about all these practices and rituals is the meaning behind them, right? So if we just loosely acknowledge that we did something wrong and say, hey, I'm sorry for that thing and that's it. Is that actually doing the work? Mm. And I don't have the answer to that. It could be because you are making amends, but perhaps part of the work is the sitting with it yeah. and unpacking it. And we need that space to understand, like otherwise have we learned anything at all? Right. And are we going to repeat those things because we haven't taken the time to understand where it all went wrong or what the thing was that I was feeling so that it brought me to a place to say this thing or not say a thing that would have helped this person. Right. And I don't know if you, <laughs> I don't know if this is going to make it in the podcast. I don't know if you've been watching White Lotus at all. No. But there's a, a great television show. There's a, somebody did something wrong and there's this whole long episode about them kind of sitting with it. And it's really interesting because you're like, oh, that person should just apologize. But really, it shows that like, we're human and we need the time to process these things. And that processing, I think, is the work, right? You also then have to make the step and apologize. Yeah. But if you flippantly just apologize for everything, then does it actually mean anything at all? And I've definitely been guilty of that as well, right? I've definitely been being like, you need to apologize for the thing. I'm like, I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. Right? Is yeah. that, like, maybe that's what the person needs to hear. But have I actually done the work at that point? Likely not. That's the thing. That's the thing. I think that it has to come as much from myself being with myself. Which is the most vulnerable thing we could possibly do. Like, it yeah. feels like the most vulnerable and scary thing. Yeah, I think I'm going to do two dinner parties. I'm going to have one with friends who I want to apologize for and one with myself. <laughs> and actually just sit with myself and A, see what it is that I want to apologize to myself for doing to myself mm. in the past year. Like, Yeah, I that's a big one. That's a huge one. We could have a whole other podcast on just apologizing to yourself. And in some way, I think that's why there is Elul. And then we go into... Rosh Hashanah, and then we go into Yom Kippur 10 days later. Like, we have an entire month to do the work on ourselves. And then you still have a grace period. Like, you still have time before you're actually being judged for the things that you're doing. And you have time before you really kind of seal the, the, the book or shut the door on the apologies and sit with them for the rest of your, of your year. And so Elul could be laying the groundwork for the deep apologies that I'm going to do. And as I work through things myself over the month, then apologizing when I feel ready to. Um, Kylie, I love that so much because I think it's not a thing that I've spent the time to do. I feel like Elle comes up, I'm like, okay, okay, who, who do I have to apologize for? And <laughs> I haven't actually taken the time to really think about it. And the idea that we're also supposed to apologize to ourselves, that's something I've never done. And I love that because it, again, it's like what finding our own humanity yeah. And finding the places that we've done things to ourselves that have brought us to negatively impact others, right? Yeah. You have to start with yourself. And I I can't wait to add that to my practice. So thank you. You're welcome. And 
I'm curious, you have this beautiful, beautiful podcast called The Study, which is combining Torah, the weekly Parsha, with the world that we live in. And you've been in this process. You've been studying the Torah. You have seen the most humble man in Moshe and Moses. And you're encountering these people who are supposed to emulate. And I'm curious if there are any lessons that you've learned about this in your Torah study. I mean, specifically on that note, Moshe can also be a real asshole sometimes. Yeah. Like, Moshe is is also imperfect. And I think that, and like, people will come at me for that. But there is, if we are constantly supposed to be seeing ourselves in Torah and finding who we are, you know, the classic one is, are we the Israelites or when are we the oppressor and when are we the oppressed? I think that there's a deeper version of that too, which is like, every step of the way is going to be unpacking and understanding context. So much of what we do on the show is understanding the context in which the Torah was written. Mm. Like at the time that the Torah was written, what did it mean that this was said? We had a beautiful conversation with this trans man who talked about man shall not lie with man, right? And how, what does it mean to see that and own that in yourself, but understanding that the context in which these pieces were written is a totally different world. And we can unpack those. We'll take a look at parts of the Torah that are really misogynistic and say, okay, well, what does it mean that it was written at that time? And can we actually trace something back to that, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I think it's okay and shouldn't be scary to something that Rabbi Adam taught me early on and we talk about on the show is like that if Israel means to wrestle with God, then that has to be the practice. And wrestling is messy. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be blasphemous that we question things. That to me is the most Jewish thing in the world is questioning. And so I'm just so honored to have the platform to be able to question for myself. And the fact that other people respond to that has been just a beautiful, beautiful journey. Makes me so happy to hear anybody who's thinking about Torah and these huge ideas and how they relate to our lives today is a saint in my book, if I will. Um, I am no saint. But <laughs> Kylie, I cannot wait to have you on the show. I'm just so excited because this conversation has been enlightening and, and really exciting to me. Oh, I can't wait. I really can't wait. I feel more human from this conversation. And I feel like I have my work cut out for me when it comes to apologizing. <laughs> but at the same time, I feel like I can be a little bit lighter about it. And I'm excited to see how this shakes up. And I'm so grateful to you for your help and your insight. And yeah, Raviv, thank you. Kylie, thank you. This is so exciting. Again, fan of the show and really grateful for you kind of shining some light on all of these practices and the way that we can all dive deeper and be more in touch with ourselves and therefore our community. So thanks and really glad to be here. I'll admit, the idea of apologizing still freaks me out. It's owning up to things that I've done that I still feel nervous about owning. Talking to Raviv helped me feel more human about doing this work. Maybe that's what this is all about. I mean, if this is the one realm of forgiveness that God does not control, maybe it's there to help us feel more human. In a way, Apologizing feels connected to what I learned from my Heat Bodidu work last week. 
If I feel at home in myself and in the world, I can own up to anything. If I don't feel that way about myself, I feel guilty. Apologizing is about owning both what you didn't do in a certain situation and, at the same time, owning the value you do bring to the table. How you do that, I have no idea. Who knows what it will actually feel like when I do it? Stay tuned for next time when I host a dinner party for some of my closest friends and apologize. Until then, I'm Kylie Unell, and this is How to Fix a Soul in 30 Days. Fix a Soul in 30 Days is brought to you by Tablet Studios and is hosted by me, Kylie Unell. The show is produced by Leah Leibovitz and Josh Cross with help from Sara Friendman-Ader and Robert Scaramuccia. Please go rate us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps other people discover the show. For more information about this or any other of Tablet's podcasts, visit tabletmag.com slash podcasts. God won't. (laughs) Can I get a honk honk (laughs) for fixing relationships?